The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best Welcome to the Voice of search podcast today we're going to talk about what seo resources you might be overlooking joining us is zach almeida who is the ceo of the seo hustler which is a full service search engine optimization agency that offers cutting edge data-driven solutions to drive organic traffic and website conversions taking a holistic approach to seo the seo hustler represents clients across a range of technology software consumer and professional service verticals including both fortune 500 companies and smbs yesterday zach and i talked talked about what SEO resources SMBs should use. And today we're going to continue the conversation and talk about why EAT is the hot topic of the moment. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's the second part of my conversation with zach almeida the ceo of seo hustler zach welcome back to the voices of search podcast hey ben it's a pleasure to be here again thank you excited to have you back on the show hey where in the world are you today i'm currently in tulum mexico okay still in tulum zach is not only our resident seo expert but also our international traveler so uh you know tulum mexico Lovely spot to talk a little bit about SEO. And yesterday in our conversation, we talked about what are some of the tools that SMBs should be relying on and what's the differences between some of the major platforms. Today, I want to continue the conversation, basically picking up where we left off, which is the tools are very important to your SEO success. But if you don't have the in-house knowledge to be able to understand what data to get out of them and how to use it, there's not really a lot of value you can get from them. It's it's a combination of the platform, the people, and the processes that are going to drive your SEO success. And a lot of the times, the strategies that we're trying to implement are 
changing based on what Google's prioritizing. And it seems like EAT is something that is really being a focus these days. Talk to me about A, what is EAT and why is it so important today? Well, uh, EAT is expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Google basically uses EAT to, to assess if uh, website content is safe, if a website is safe, if the content is good, it's reliable. The scientific claims a website or content makes are backed by science research, scientific research, and so on. It's extremely important factor. Uh, actually, in fact, it's not a ranking factor. In my opinion, it's not a ranking factor. It acts more like a filter. A website has EAT, it will rank a little bit better. If a website doesn't have EAT, it will not rank for those specific queries where EAT is important. So this is actually uh, something that has been going on before August 2018. But on August 1st, 2018, we had a Matic update, which was the first very heavy Google update around EAT. And since then, we had a lot of updates about it. So yeah, it's it's something extremely important, especially if you are in the financial or health niche. It's a funny thing. And it, it's honestly a little stereotypical Google. Hey, we're going to tell you, you need expertise, authority, and trust. Okay, that seems like table stakes, but we're not going to give you a metric to let you know how we evaluate whether you have expertise, authority, and trust. We're just going to tell you it's important. And then we're going to make some algorithm change and tell you that we've changed how we view expertise, authority, and trust, but good luck optimizing for the thing that you don't know that we changed because you didn't know what the underlying values were and we're not going to tell you what they are. So I get it. Like, yes, Google wants to prioritize people that are trustworthy. That seems like a no-brainer. But they're also not telling the SEO community how to figure out if Google considers them to be trustworthy. So how do we know how to optimize for it? How do you feel about Google's I'll get off my soapbox for a second and ask a question here. How do you feel about how Google not only describes what EAT is, but also enables the SEO community to evaluate themselves by it? Well, Ben, even if we don't have a specific score or metric for EAT, we have the Quality Raters Guideline, which is a document with 170 pages from Google that explains how to assess a website that tells human raters how to assess and validate websites. And to be honest, I think that's a very complete document, even if we don't have something precise like a score. And I truly and 100% understand that EAT may be a little bit subjective. We have that document that is extremely helpful for website owners, content producers, writers, and SEO to understand. So if you ever need to think about EAT for any website, the first thing you need to do is to read that document and you have a much better understanding of everything Google is asking for. Because overall, they're basic things. For example, is the author an expert in the topic? Are the scientific claims being made backed by research? Is it easy to contact the website? The website information is clear or contact information is clear. Basic things and checks like that. And we have this broken down by categories, topics, types of websites, for example, blogs, e-commerces, specific niches, and so on. So with that information or a summary of those 170 pages from Google, I think any website owner will be capable of understanding what is EAT and what they need to do to improve. We obviously have some shortcuts we can offer uh, based on our experience and work we have done. 
But overall, that's that's it. I hear you in the sense of Google gives us the quality rater guidelines. I just have some issues with assuming that everyone who is going to be dependent on SEO, which not all within the SEO community, some of these mostly specifically for SMBs, they're not sitting down and reading the 170-page Google quality scores. So if you had to summarize some of the major factors for optimizing for EAT. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What are the things that small businesses can do, even you know, growth and enterprise stages, can do to boost their, uh, their expertise, authority, and trust? I think the first thing is to make sure the website is well-optimized and easy to use. That's first and foremost something that will affect other points on SEO too. Then, if you're producing content, you need to make sure you have clear author information on your blog pages. It's important for Google to perceive the author as an expert. Still on this line, when you have author information on your website, it's also a good idea to link this author information with the LinkedIn profile of the author, for example, and make sure on the LinkedIn profile of the author, the writer, you also have some information about the topics you're covering and why this person is an expert to talk about that specific topic. Then you need to make sure your website contact information is easily visible and you can be reached out very easily by customers. Again, if you are also still publishing content or Again, if you are publishing content on your website, you need to have an editorial page to explain what's the process you use to create content for your website, to explain how much research or how your writers research topics. Anything that is off the mainstream science, for example, this is very important for health websites. You need to find research, scientific research that will back up the claims you are doing. So for example, I'm currently working with one of the biggest keto companies in the United States. And the keto diet, it's extremely helpful for lots of things, but it's not for everyone. And this is something we use and we tell in our articles. So we can't really just 
think that every single solution will work for everyone. We need to make sure we back up that information with research. And we need to make sure the information is safe for users. The keto diet for some people, it can actually be harmful. So we need to be clear with that information. We want to promote the products and every business owners want to promote their products and services, but we need to be clear about who will actually get value from the products or services. It's not only important to have a clear understanding of who is publishing the content, but also how the content was produced. What are some of the ways that you're using it? Are you using a scientific study? And also, can you contact the author? So I guess my big question is, Eat's been around for a while. And yes, Google not only updated their quality score rating documents, now up to 170 pages. They've talked about how they're prioritizing Eat. Are there any other reasons why you think that Eat is more important in Google's eyes and and something that SEOs should continue to prioritize? Why is Eat more important now than ever before? Overall, Google started to try to make sure they are providing valuable and safe information for users. At least that's what they are saying. And based on research and based on organic movements after Broadcore updates, we can actually see that trend happening. So EAT is much more important right now, basically because of that, because Google wants to make sure that the results you're offering the first page or the first pages or on Google itself are helpful and are safe for the readers. You know, I think that a lot of this can be brought back to politics. I think that for all of the major tech companies, the election in the United States in 2016 highlighted a spotlight. You know, whether it influenced the results of the election or not, that's for the other Ben Shapiro's podcast. The idea that all of the tech companies were highlighted as potentially influencing the election here in the United States based on external influence, based on other people that were not necessarily reputable, creating content and running ads really made tech companies figure, try to figure out not only what was being presented to their customers, what was the revenue, but also who was presenting that content. Are there any other sort of turning points that you've seen that maybe suggested to Google that they should really reprioritize and sort of drive this recent change to making sure that they're highlighting and reevaluating how important expertise, authority, and trust actually are? Yeah, Ben, I agree with you. I think the 2016 U.S. election was a tipping point regarding factual information on the web. So yeah, that's one of the main reasons Google started working more on EAT. Yeah, you know, and I I don't think it's just the United States. I think that that was the tipping point because obviously it's uh, Google's headquarters are in the United States. Facebook was obviously in the spotlight, you know, and some of the other social media companies as well. But this is something that Google and and all of the major content distributors and, and networks have struggled with for elections around the world, right? Whenever there is a election in a non-democratic country that may or may not have a uh, a fair election. We generally see social media companies get shut out of those countries. You know, we saw it with the Arab Spring where Twitter got shut down in Egypt. And there's been lots of examples of this. But I do think that the 2016 election was kind of the tipping point for the social media companies and the content companies like Google to really take it into consideration of not only what content, but who is writing the content. 
As we look forward, you know, how should SEOs continue to evaluate what their, I don't want to say eat score, but there is no such thing, but how Google evaluates their expertise, authorities, and trust, and, and what should they do to monitor whether they're getting better or worse? Yeah, the first thing small business should be doing is actually tracking their rankings after a broad core update. So ranking changes after a broad core update will tell them if they are moving in the right direction or not. On top of this, there is something on Google Patents that, well, I'm a little bit addicted to Google Patents, so I like to read them on my free time. And You need to get out and see more of Tulum, my friend. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. So there's something that caught my attention, is that how they evaluate, how Google evaluates Topical authority. Topical authority is basically topic coverage in a factual way, obviously, and for how long you have been publishing that content. So small business needs to focus on produce content and produce and publish content early on and make sure they have a decent topic coverage. So if they're talking about specific product or service, they need to build a semantic cluster around that product or service and they need to make sure they have the biggest possible topic coverage there. And starting as early as possible, it's another very important point moving forward. As much as we want to talk about how Google evaluates expertise, authority, and trust, I think the reality is if you have expertise and authority and trust in the real world, Google will figure that out. And it's not perfect. But generally, when you're writing content, you know, having an understanding of what you're saying Finding content creators that are recognizable, that have a history and experience discussing the topics, actually know what they're saying and can be reputable and trusted is going to do nothing but value your business. And so as we go farther into this world where content becomes more of a commodity, it's easier to go to content farms and produce content. We're really seeing Google and all the other social media companies as well put in more effort to understand not only what you're writing, but who's creating that content. Makes you think about who you should be having create your content. That said, Zach, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us not only about the tools SMB should be using, but also a little bit about how Google thinks about expertise, authority, and trust. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks, Ben. It was a pleasure to be here. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Zach Almeida, the CEO of the SEO Hustler. If you'd like to get in touch with Zach, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Zach Almeida SEO. That's Z-A-C-A-L-M-E-I-D-A SEO. Or you could visit his company's website, which is theseohustler.com, which includes his new weekly SEO newsletter worth checking out. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. 
So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.